0: The internet is allowing us to get back to what's really more natural, which is that storytelling is a shared thing. It is our natural way to be communal. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing.
1: Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt, And I'm Leigh We have in the past, offhandedly remarked, hey, if you're this type of storyteller, you write for the screen or the stage or blogs or whatever, then here's how to also look at the topic we're covering. So we decided it was about time that we also cover you guys specifically.
0: You don't have to limit yourself to just book writing because every format has its advantages,
1: its purpose, and maybe your story should be a video game. So this month is about figuring out what are some of these other ways to tell a story and which one would work best for you as a storyteller. Today, specifically, we're talking about podcasting or vlogging, YouTube, using the internet to tell your story. Not just any kind of story, these are usually bite-sized
0: stories. Ones that you can consume in a single session or just a few minutes. And it's also not just story, but this is a great format for your informational, your educational type of communication. So for example, there's a blog that we like called Writing About Writing, and it has all kinds of resources that you can take as you need to help you improve your writing.
1: You might be familiar with the collection of YouTube channels that center around Good Mythical Morning. They do a really good job of this episodic standalone type storytelling structure. This podcast is also an example of this
0: sort of format where we have lots and lots of episodes, 300 episodes, that you can take and you can consume in whatever order you need.
1: And this type of storytelling actually existed long before the internet. You're probably familiar with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes. That was very much this bite-sized mystery that you can consume in any order as you get your hands on it. Another historical one would be Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was a radio comedy back in the late 70s. So That was before it ever became a book.
0: My favorite format for consuming podcasts is actually true crime. I love listening, and I can listen to whichever ones I want based on who I want to learn about that day. But this is not just limited to informational ones. You can have storytelling ones, like one of Lee's first introductions to the podcasting world, which was Welcome to Night Vale.
1: That was in the format of nightly news in this town that's been touched by the supernatural and by aliens. So that's kind of the two ways that you can tell story through
0: these formats and it's what makes it unique is that really it's the small condensed formatting and then you have the one side that focuses around a single topic or a single target audience and then they can be consumed in whatever order you want and those that focus on a certain genre a certain storyline and should be consumed in a particular order if you want to learn everything about it.
1: So much of what makes this unique, even if you're doing a narrative story format versus communicating an idea or a thought, is at the beginning and end of every episode, your point of view characters or your voices that you're talking to are pretty much the same front to back. I think there was one episode where I kind of got you to change your point of view for adverbs because we kind of started on opposite sides and we ended on my side. So I'd count that as a win. We ended almost on your side. I'm still anti adverbs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other thing that makes this format so unique is the fact that it's short. It's not a 2-hour long movie. It's not a 10-episode series. It's a single short form, whether that is a 10-minute episode or a 300-word blog post
1: or a five-minute YouTube video. You do have a particular type of audience that pays attention to these kinds of stories, the people who look for blogs. What do those audience members look like? Their biggest element that you will need to focus
0: on is the fact that they're lifelong learners, people who seek out opportunities to learn new things. And the other element is that these people are usually short on time. They want this format because it's quick, because they can read it in 10 minutes or they can listen to it while they're multitasking. Let's get into the advantages of having a blog or a podcast or a vlog. Again, it's the small doses, those short bite-sized things that people can consume quickly.
1: It's also an advantage for you as a storyteller in that people are used to jumping in in the middle of it. They hear about the podcast or the blog or whatever, and they look at the most recent one so as you've matured as a storyteller as a podcaster you are able to present your best content first
0: and once they're attached to you because they really like your new stuff they can work their way backwards and then they're more tolerant of those times where you are still getting your feet under you because they know how you turned out again One of the greatest advantages of especially the podcasting is that you can listen to it on the go. You can listen to it on your commute or while you're doing tasks around your house. A blog, you can consume the whole thing on your lunch break. You can be consuming these things in places that you wouldn't be able to sit down and take the time to read a whole novel.
1: And the last advantage we're going to talk about today is that these are shareable I can easily send you an XKCD meme. Instead of saying, hey, next time we meet up, remind me, I have a book in my trunk that I wanted you to read.
0: Speaking as someone who has tried and failed multiple times to try to get somebody to read The Way of Kings, yes, it's a lot easier to share these small dose episodes than an entire 1,200 page novel. On the flip side, those are the advantages. Now it's time to talk about the disadvantages, those things that you are missing you need to be aware of these so that you can make sure you boost those things that are the advantages the first thing you're going to be missing are the visual aids if you're doing a podcast or the audio aids if you're doing a blog i will say you can put audio aids into a blog but a lot of the time people are reading those in places where they can't just turn on their audio and listen
1: A lot of the issue with missing those visual aids in something like a podcast is it's harder for people to stumble across you. So if I'm Google searching something and this blog is about writing versus this podcast is about writing, the blog is going to pop up first because those keywords physically exist and it's easier to search.
0: This is where vlogging is the advantage because you get both the audio and the visual aids when
1: you're doing a YouTube format podcast. Another huge disadvantage is it's really difficult for people to stumble across you by accident. The internet is a huge place and there are so many platforms You can find Writing Roots via our website. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. So we try to be wherever you might look for us. But in reality, there are so many platforms that no one group can cover all of them.
0: We can't actually be everywhere. It would be nice, but we can't be. So understand when you're going into it, there will be limitations in how easily you can get your name out there. The last thing we're going to talk about are the genres, those things that you can focus on within these formats. Now, of course, the most common ones are going to be your nonfiction and your educational. Those ones that are out there to teach you about something. Those ones like Writing Roots. Or my favorite, True Crime. Now understand, the true crime podcasts I listen to are non-fiction. They are not educational. Because they are telling me about something that happened, they are not teaching me how to murder people.
1: And like true crime, a lot of flash horror and flash mystery, these are really popular in this bite-sized consumable storytelling format.
0: And that's been the case since... Sherlock was written into the newspapers it was a crime investigative format that kind of dabbled a little bit towards the horror every once in a while with the themes
1: if you are doing fiction drama is especially common in this because people don't learn from their mistakes so your characters can be the same at the beginning and the end It's a little more difficult to tell, but it's still a popular one as far as how people are telling stories. And of course, you can have
0: a commentary blog or podcast. This is where you're commenting about politics or social issues or anything in the world that you want to get your opinion out there. You will have an audience for it. I caution you, if you're doing a podcast or a blog or a vlog that is focused on something else try to leave the commentary out of it because if that's not your
1: focus it will quickly become the focus from the audience. Either lean into that bias or eliminate it as much as possible because if you lean into it then you're going to draw those people into you. If it's just sort of an offhanded thing all you're doing is eliminating portions of your audience that would otherwise enjoy your content like we mentioned earlier one of the best things about this particular format is it's incredibly flexible if you want it to be 10 minutes if you want it to be half an hour you want it to be 14 seconds exactly whatever you as a storyteller need that's how you tell your story that's how you communicate to your audience you're crafting the palette on which you're painting as well so when you are telling your story when you're deciding how to format your podcast or your blog or whatever.